that things would turn out well in the end, that the small things and the happiness of peacetime would return. I had to remember this through the teeth and fire and talons. I had to have courage. The Prophecy of the King's Lost Things The dragon time is coming, and only a king can save you now. The king shall be the champion of champions. You shall know the king by the king's lost things. A fang-free dragon, my second best sword, my Roman shield, an arrow from the land that does not exist, the heart stone, the key that opens all locks, the ticking thing, the throne, the crown, and last and best of all the ten, the dragon jewel shall save all men. One, the warrior. One cold, moonlit winter night in the forgotten forest, a gigantic warrior sat high and still in a treetop like an angel of death. The warrior was out hunting. It had been in the trail of the outcast for many days. It was intending to kill this outcast, this enemy of the Wilder West. Its metal visor was down. Its sword was ready in its hand, looking for the kill. It was still as a statue, only its bright blue eyes looking down on the path winding through the woods far below it. In those times, the humans and the dragons were at war, so it was strictly forbidden for humans to ride dragons anymore. But surprisingly, this warrior was seated on the back of a dragon, lying lazy but alert along the length of the tree branch. The dragon was an air dragon of the purest silver, very, very rare and very, very dangerous. It too looked down at the snowy path below, only its pointed tail moving slowly and rhythmically like the tail of a cat. All was quiet. After a little time, a noise was heard. The warrior had closed its eyes, but now, buried in the black visor, they snapped open. Way in the distance, a human was moving along the path through the woods. The human was the outcast, the enemy, exactly the person that the warrior was waiting to kill. The warrior gave a grunt of satisfaction and sat up a little straighter. When you looked at this outcast close up, which the warrior couldn't, not from that distance, he was not at all what you might imagine an outcast to be. He was very different from the clever, confident figure he cut when he was releasing dragons from right under the Visithug's noses two hours ago. He was a young boy, called Hiccup Horrendous Haddock III, about thirteen years old, very skinny and ordinary-looking, with the dark purple mark that the humans called the Slave Mark, a tattoo in the shape of a dragon, burning blue-black on one side of his forehead. Hiccup had been sleeping rough for six months now, in treetops or in caves, and all he'd had to eat in that time was berries and nuts and food stolen fearfully from sleeping Viking villages. Risking his life day after day, undoing the dragon traps the Vikings had been setting for the dragons, and constantly running away from the humans and the terrifying hunting dragons of the Dragon Rebellion, had really taken it out of him. So there, in the moonlight, Hiccup looked like what he was. Afraid alone. 
He was dressed from head to toe in a dragon-skin fire suit, ripped and tattered by brambles and branches. He was muddy and dirty, the strain and fear of being hunted showing in the stiffness of his body and the anxious tick in his eyes. He had a black eye and he was limping, as was the riding dragon trotting along beside him. The windwalker was exhausted, which was why Hiccup wasn't riding him and puffing out great wafts of tired steam. Around Hiccup's head fluttered two tiny hunting dragons, one very old one, the wooden's fang, with wings all tattered and torn, one very young one, toothless, a bright grass-green, the naughtiest, most fidgety dragon in the whole of the archipelago. They were talking together in soft whispers in Dragonese. "'I'm telling you, Hiccup,' the Wodensfang was saying in a light, quavery voice, "'your quest is very simple. "'You have to find the Dragon Jewel, go to tomorrow, "'get yourself crowned King of the Wild West, "'and then the tomorrow night...